The Holy Gospel according to Mark, the fourth chapter. When evening had come, Jesus said to the disciples, Let us go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd behind, they took him with them in the boat, just as he was. Other boats were with him. A great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat so that the boat was already being swamped. But he was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. And they woke him up and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? He woke up and rebuked the wind, and he said to the sea, Peace, be still. Then the wind ceased, and there was a dead calm. He said to them, Why are you afraid? Have you still no faith? And they were filled with great awe and said to one another, Who then is this? that even the wind and the sea obey him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. If you like sea stories, there is some wonderful literature, folklore, and myth. There's Samuel Coleridge's Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner, and Ernest Hemingway's The Old Man and the Sea. And Homer introduced us to Scylla and Charybdis and the sirens that plagued Odysseus. And in the Old Testament, we meet Leviathan. A popular tale is that medieval map makers would print here be dragons to signify unknown regions on a map. While that is more fantasy than fact, map makers did include illustrations of monsters and fearsome creatures in the unexplored places. For them, the oceans and the seas were places of adventure and mystery. And in the biblical narrative, the sea symbolizes chaos and disorder. In today's gospel, Jesus finishes preaching to the crowds from the boat on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, and he tells his disciples, let us go across to the other side. It wasn't a small ask. Some of the disciples were experienced fishermen. And they would have been familiar with the frequent storms that developed on the sea. Others may have been more like fish out of water being asked to set sail when they hadn't spent a whole lot of time on the water at all. Whether they had their sea legs or not, Jesus was asking the disciples to go to the territory of the Gentiles, people who were unknown and strange to them. And as they crossed to the other side, sure enough, a storm rose up. And the word here is the same as the whirlwind in the reading from Job. There was power and strength in these winds. Mark says the waves beat into the boat. It would have been simple enough to turn and retreat to the shore to seek shelter and refuge, to go back to calm and quiet safety. 
But the disciples don't do that. Mark says instead, they wake Jesus, who's asleep in the stern or the back of the boat. So do you think Jesus was being irresponsible or callous by taking a nap while the storm tossed them about? We hear the disciples cry out, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? But remember, at least some of the disciples were fishermen. Jesus knew this was their boat, and he trusted their gifts as the crew for navigating the sea. When they do come to him, he responds immediately, rebuking the wind and telling the sea to be still. And Mark says, then there was a dead calm. In that moment, the people on the boat with Jesus and in the boats around him witnessed the power and strength, not of nature, but of Jesus, Lord of all. Jesus accompanies us in our own lives and never promises that we won't be asked to go into unfamiliar situations. Following Jesus isn't about going to places we already know or being with people who make us comfortable. And Jesus never says we won't experience storms or get beaten down by circumstances and even be afraid. There is evil in this world. And even when we are safe from explicit evil or overt violence, we still live in a world filled with people. And every one of us is both saint and sinner. And apart from Christ, we cannot be redeemed. Christ alone delivers us from sin and saves us. In the text, the disciples encountered a weather event, a physical storm of wind and waves. But often we find ourselves in the midst of storms, emotionally or spiritually, steered in one direction and then another by forces outside of our control, slammed this way and that by emotions and fearful of what is ahead. And when we are overwhelmed, the temptation is to think that God has forgotten about us or abandoned us and isn't paying attention and doesn't love us. Mark reminds us that Jesus not only accompanies us in the chaos and disorder, Jesus also equips us, nurturing our gifts for specific vocations and callings. We are created for community and relationship, and Jesus places us in people's lives so that they can see God's love and power through us. And when we do get overwhelmed or fears paralyze us, Jesus responds to our cries and invites us into his peace. Unlike the desert fathers and mothers in the early church or even monastic orders today, most of us find ourselves every day in the midst of chaos and turmoil of the world. And 
that is where Jesus anchors us in his peace, despite the storms of life, and invites our trust. Hearing Mark's gospel, I think God has equipped us as the church for all that is ahead and expects us to use our gifts and talents for ministry in our community and in the world. We do not need to be afraid, and we must trust that Jesus is with us as we share the good news of God's love for the world. Let us pray. Good and gracious God, we give you thanks for your deliverance from sin and evil and for your son, Jesus. Thank you for your steadfast love and presence with us, even in the tumult and turmoil of the wildest storms life brings. Anchor us in your peace, that we would be your witnesses in the world. We pray in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.